Life Audio. Today we are switching gears a little bit, and we are starting book four of the Psalms. And today's Psalm actually comes to us from Moses. Did you know that some of the Psalms were attributed to Moses? I bet you didn't. Or if you did, you know more than I did because I certainly did not know that. And so today we are looking at a prayer of Moses, and it's a really special way to start book four. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. And I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are starting book four of the Psalms, and like I mentioned in previous episodes, the Psalms are naturally divided into five sections. We've completed the first three, and we're starting now into book four of the Psalms, and today's Psalm is a Psalm that is a prayer of Moses. And if you're curious as to why we're doing the Psalms on the Hearing Jesus podcast, I mentioned this before, but the reason is because Jesus and the disciples mentioned the book of Psalms more than any other Old Testament book. This really was the hymn book and the prayer book of Jesus. And if that was important for Jesus to know and to pray through I think it's important for us to know as well. And so that is the foundational aspect of why we're setting the Psalms. And then also, I think it's so important to see all of the human emotions that are throughout the Psalms. We see joy and sorrow and heartbreak and anxiety and depression and suicide even. And then we see um, just prayer and praise and worship. And there's so many human emotions that can help us really understand our own relationship with the Lord. So as we go through these Psalms, Each week on Mondays, I send out a weekly email and it has a journaling prompt to go through each of these Psalms with to help you journal from um, my own perspective. Getting the information from your head to your heart is really important and journaling is an excellent way to help us do that. And then if you are, are wanting to go back to previous episodes... If you go to shehears.org and you go to the resources section, we have the first Psalms 1 through 50 as a guided journal that has a link to all the audio devotionals. But then there's also space right in there for you to write, for you to journal. The journaling prompt is in there. The key verse of the day is in there. And you can either print that out or you can do it on an iPad. And then again, that's just 1 through 50 that's available right now. And then pretty soon we have 10 Psalms left and then we will have Psalms 51 through 100 available as well. So again, just extra ways to help you dig deeper in your relationship with the Lord. So I'm going to be starting at Psalm 90, verse 1, and I'm reading from the NIV. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth 
the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting. You are God. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow for they quickly pass and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger for your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. I love Psalm 90 because... I've often thought how amazing it would be to sit down and have a conversation with Moses. And there's something about hearing the prayer of someone that helps you re- helps reveal their heart. And when we listen in on a prayer of Moses, I think that's exactly what it does. It reveals his heart to us. Now this is this section um, is the only psalm that is attributed to Moses. And Psalm 90 can be seen as a community lament, meaning a community prayer, and it introduces the voice of Moses, which if you think about this in terms of some of the uncertainty that we read about yesterday in Psalm 89, where we talked about the uncertainty from the psalmist perspectives of David's monarchy, and we contrast that with Moses's perspective, and we see this aspect of understanding God as an eternal being. And so what greater and more reassuring voice could be heard than the voice of Moses, who was known as the man of God. And he's speaking in these reassuring tones and talking about Israel's dwelling place. And um, it's a reminder that, that Israel has this position with God throughout their history. And so whatever Israel's loss that happened in the exile, and it was a huge, huge loss. Don't get me wrong about that. There's this recognition that God is eternal and he is our dwelling place throughout all of the generations. And I think when we read about this and it says in verse one, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. That is such a powerful reminder from this man of God, this, this prayer from Moses to remind us that just because our circumstances are bad right now doesn't mean that our relationship with God has changed. And I think that's such a a powerful reminder when we're in that place of just wondering what the heck is going on. And, you know, quite honestly, um, this prayer of Moses was probably written during the 40 year time span that God made Israel wander in the desert, which if you remember, that was a punishment for their unfaithfulness and their lack of trust in him. You can read about that all the way back in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And 
what we see is a generation of disobedient Israelites that all died during that time. And after finally admitting their rebellion as a nation against God and the consequences that followed, Moses prayed that God would restore his favor and blessing. And I think that is a parallel to what we're seeing happen at this point in Israel's history, because again, what we've had is a generation of disobedient Israelites. It's, it's, it's very, very similar to what they're going through right now. And yet what we see from Moses, like in verse two, he says, before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That phrase from everlasting to everlasting, it's referring to how God is in existence eternally. He has no beginning. He has no end. Everlasting, um, that's olam in the Hebrew, it does not mean that God is operating outside of time. But instead, it's really suggesting that he has this endless existence in time. So it's not that he's operating outside of, of what we understand as time. But it is an endless interaction throughout all space and time. And God's word does not teach that God exists in some kind of eternal present space where there isn't a past and there isn't a future. That's not what it means. And I think sometimes that's what we can think it means. But instead, Scripture teaches that God's eternity is limitless and endless and it's continuing of time. So what that means is that God knows that the past as the past and the present as the present and the future as future. And if you think about this, that there is no place that God is not. That means that God is as much in our future as he is in our present. I want you to think about that. And we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to dive into the rest of the psalm. But think about that for a minute as we go to break. God is as much present in your future as he is in the present. There's no place you can go, including your own future, that God is not. Sit with that for a minute. And when we come back, we'll dive into the rest. I want to jump down to verse 12. It says, teach us to number our days aright. So our lifespan on this earth, you know, especially when it's talking about in this time frame, it's an average of 70 to 80 years. That's what it says in verse 10. And it's very, very short compared to eternity. And so what that means is that we should pray that God will help us understand and remember that our lives are so short and the, the the challenge is to use our time with wisdom that we have here. And you know, I, I of course I'm I'm middle aged, I'm I'm forty two. I, I've been thinking a lot about this just in terms of my own experiences because my daughter, my nineteen year old, is in her freshman year of college and I don't know how we got here so fast. It feels like yesterday I held her in my arms as this brand new baby girl and yet we're she's nineteen already. And I think even now, like when I'm around my other kids, I'm thinking, have I used that time wisely? 
have I made the most of that time I had with her? Because even more so, are we, are we living our lives wisely when it comes to eternity? Are we making the investment here on earth that we need to that's going to last for the rest of eternity? Because ultimately, the life that we're living now here on earth should be preparation for the next life, which is where we're going to spend all of eternity. That means we should determine what God wants to accomplish with our lives here and pay attention to what he wants to do in and through us here to make sure that we're investing our time in things that are going to have a lasting impact, a kingdom impact that will benefit his kingdom and have an eternal impact in the lives of the people around us. Are you living? That's the question. Are you living for today or are you living for eternity? The reality is, is when our time is over and God judges us based on how we lived or we didn't live, there's going to be a consequence. Now, I'm not talking about salvation. Of course, if we come to faith, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and we believe that he died on the cross and rose three, day late, three days later, and that we are the reason our sin is what put him on the cross. If we have that saving knowledge of Jesus, that is what impacts our salvation. But I'm saying beyond that, we have an opportunity to make a kingdom impact. And we also have an opportunity to waste our lives by making a, a kingdom impact. You you have such a limited amount of time on this earth. What are you doing with it? Are you doing things that matter eternally? And I'm not saying you need to quit your job and go into ministry full time. But what I am saying is, is perhaps you need to have some different kinds of conversations with your coworkers. Or perhaps you need to be learning about things that make a difference eternally versus watching Netflix. And no shade to Netflix. Like, I understand people need to relax and watch TV. But when we are at a place where we are allowing things of the world, things that are temporary to consume us, especially in relation to how much time we spend in the things of God that will make an eternal impact, that will make a kingdom impact, that's something for you to think about. That's something to think about the investment of time that I have. As I think about that with my daughter, was 18 years long enough. And it's not that she's gone, that, you know, she's, she's living a couple hours away from us now. It's not like I don't ever see her or talk to her, but her being under my influence in my home where I have the opportunity to invest in her, did I, did I do enough? Did I do enough to last her the rest of her life? How much more of a burden should that be for us as we are thinking about now in comparison to eternity? Am I doing enough for the kingdom now to make sure that it's going to make an impact, an mm-hmm. eternal impact? I think those are some of the conversations we need to have. I think that those are some of the things we need to think about. I think it's important for us to pray, to have wisdom, to make good choices, to have this appropriate fear of God, because that's what's going to inspire us to stay in right relationship with God, to stay plugged into his word, to, to serve him in a way that makes a difference. I appreciate the way that Moses reminds us of all of those things and the way he calls us back to recognizing that God is eternal and that our temporary circumstances do not dictate God's character 
but God's faithfulness is what we can look to in those moments. There's one more thing that I'm going to point out before we reread the psalm, and that's verse 13. He says, Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. As we look to Moses and think about his position of leadership within the history of Israel, as the leader of Israel, he is not praying for wealth or health or possession. He's praying for compassion. And not it's not that they deserve compassion, but he's praying for compassion because he knows the character of God as our dwelling place. And I think about that in terms of our sinful nature and the way that we constantly mess up. And yet we have a God that is compassionate. Now, do we have to deal with the consequences of our sin? Absolutely. You know, I say that all the time, but we have a God that longs for us to get it right. That longs for us to come to him, that longs for us to be reconciled to him. We talked about that yesterday when we're looking forward to the, his rescue plan with Jesus. And the reminder of Moses is that is who God is that compassionate God, he is the one that's our dwelling place. There's so much more that we could get into with this psalm, but for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to reread it, giving some of those insights. But again, me reading through these psalms with you is not to replace your own Bible reading. It's to whet your appetite for you to go back into the word and to read it for yourself. I'm just pointing a couple things out to help guide you along the way. So starting at verse 1, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn men back to dust, saying, Return to dust, O sons of men. For a thousand years in your sight is like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. You sweep men away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. Though in the morning it springs up new, by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins, in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. The length of our days is seventy years, or eighty if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? Your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have, have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor, to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God, that's our prayer as well. As we look to this prayer of Moses, establish the work of our hands for us. Help us to take seriously the fact that this world, this life is just a fleeting moment in light of eternity. God, help us to be wise as we invest in things that will last and impact the kingdom. God, help us to recognize that that perhaps it's time for us to have different kinds of conversations, to spend our time differently. 
God, as we lean into this season that you're calling us to, reveal to us the things that you would have us do. Burden our hearts for the things that burden yours. Lord, I pray for my friends today that they would just be overwhelmed with your love and direction for their lives. It's in the name of Jesus we ask these things. Amen. Hey friends, real quick before we go, I want to let you know that I'm doing a super fun giveaway. We are just about at a million downloads. Woohoo! And so as a celebration, I'm going to do a million thanks giveaway. You can find that on either Instagram or Facebook and you can enter to win. It's super easy and I have a bunch of things I'm giving away and I'm doing that just to, as a way to say thank you. The support that has come in for this show in the last 11 months, we're not even at the one year mark and we're hitting that one million mark. The support just blows me away and all the emails and all the direct messages and all the testimonies of what God is doing in your life and the way that he is he is using the podcast to draw you closer to him. I'm so thankful. It is a privilege to be part of that and I love hearing about what God is doing in your life. So if you want to be a part of that giveaway, don't don't miss it. We're going to probably go through Friday. We're going to probably hit 1 million some, sometime this week, um, but we're going to probably go through Friday and make a drawing on Friday. So you want to get that in before... Um, before we draw it, because I I think it's really going to bless you, the stuff that we're giving away this time. Hey friend, do you feel like you need a little one-on-one? My goal for the She Hears ministry, the Hearing Jesus podcast, all the resources that we have is to really help you learn how to hear God's voice so that you can be confident in your relationship with him. And if you're struggling to learn how to identify or even overcome the barriers that you have in your life to growth, I want to be able to walk through that with you. Did you know that I'm a Christian life coach? Maybe you're struggling with something and you need some objective biblical insight or opinions, or maybe you need to work through something that feels just a little bit too heavy to do on your own. I would love to walk through that with you and land on some practical ways to achieve that goal. And so I have some limited coaching opportunities. If you go to shehears.org, there's a section where you can schedule some one-on-one time with me. I have Mondays and Fridays open right now going into the new year. So I pray that if that is something that you need, that you've been praying about, that it would be an opportunity for you to take advantage of some one-on-one time with me. And again, my heart is really to help you lean into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. I pray that that's a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.